0: Hi, welcome to Football Annie podcast number 16. It's been a while. I'm here with James Rowe, but actually with James Rowe.
1: Yeah. Hello.
0: <laughs> um, we're outside the beautiful Amsterdam Arena, or as we should call
1: it.
0: Exactly. Um, and we're here today to talk about Ajax, Eredivisie national team we've got all your questions lined up we're really excited aren't we james
1: yeah we're well, especially for, to have a live podcast from Amsterdam it's live and it's very, we're, very we're nice.
0: actually we can see the stadium can't yeah, we james from the
1: vantage point where we're looking out it's very very nice indeed
0: yeah and we're recording on a wet wednesday yep um won't be out till saturday, so no okay we well for the viewers hopefully not too much won't change
1: no i don't i don't think so I no think, i think we've got some good questions from, li- from followers and uh, some good talking points so it uh, should be a really interesting podcast
0: okay well i think there's only one place we can start And that's with Ajax Mm -hmm. and um, Peter Bosch uh, departed the club Um, and we had a place with Marcel Kaiser so is this going to be a good or bad thing for Ajax can they continue do you think? Um, To start in
1: uh, chronological order of how things went um, I was surprised that Bosch left I was more surprised that Dortmund hired him because with certain major European clubs you need to show that you can win and in the case of Peter Bosch he hasn't won anything yet when he reached the Israeli cup final with Tel Aviv they lost that final reaching a a Europa League final with Ajax it was a fantastic achievement but they didn't win that final I'm surprised um, that Dortmund have hired him I'm not surprised why he has taken the job because it's a step up it's an opportunity to get even better but I think he's in for a bit of a shock I I can't see him pulling up any trees with Dortmund I can't see um, anything spectacular happening uh, in the Westfalen Stadium this coming season?
0: We don't. I I honestly think that he'll be a success. He's he's shown that he's been a bit of an inventor in a way with his tactics. You've seen it with Arakles Vitesse and Ajax. Um, But he wanted that didn't he? He went to Israel to to try and be a team that wins things and and then he got his lucky break and came back to Ajax, Mm. Um, pardon the pun. Look at Ajax, um, but yeah, he's he's now gone to Dortmund. That's what he wanted. That's what he went to Ajax for. But it came around quicker, maybe than what he wanted. Yeah. But his decision came untenable, didn't it? Because mm. of apparently what had been said behind the back, behind the, yeah. the scenes. But
1: About being uh, not being not not being in agreement with uh, players and staff, and 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 being uh, and being uh, perhaps a little bit obstinate. But no. uh, it's an opportunity he's taken uh, coming on to Marcel Kaiser. The first thing that jumps out at me is how prepared the Ajax board are to protect the legacy of making sure that players and managers can develop mm-hmm. in all at all levels of the club. This is a man that managed to get 76 points with young, young Ajax last season. It won't be a, a bridge too far for Marcel Kays. You there. don't think so? No, I don't think so. I, I think it will be a pleasant surprise. Yeah. He's also got more manager, managerial experience at the current moment than what Van Bronckhorst and Philip Cocu had when they first started at mm. PSV and final, mm. final respectively. That's so, a very good point, yeah. but
0: I mean you've seen with Cumber, uh, it didn't quite pull up any trees, they finished no, but, bottom, but it is with Cumber, I know.
1: Yeah, because the, the squads, the squad with Ajax, I mean it's extremely highly rated mm. and extremely highly spoken of within Ajax, within yeah. the organisation itself. I have uh, a few Ajax colleagues and a few friends and they were all, there wasn't one person that said, I don't like that appointment. Mm. That's, that's not for me. So I think um, yeah, I think he's going house, to have a good season. Mm, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, but he's gonna have a depleted squad to start with, isn't he?
1: Yeah, but I think uh, you, uh, you can see that PSV and Ajax are now fighting for the signature of uh, Haps from what I said. Mm. Um, be interesting to see who gets him. Mm. Uh, it's a long summer. It's a long summer where yeah. bids can fly off the handle. Bids yeah. can be received in the blink of an eye. Yeah. Um, I think that Ajax will do their due diligence, and I think that um, that things will work out okay. And I think they're mm-hmm. going to have a surprisingly good season.
0: You do? Yeah. I mean, I, I can see where you're coming from with um, positivity. He's he's gone and led um, young Ajax to second in the Jupiler League. Um, last season and that, that's a massive improvement what they had before and he'll know these players won't he, he'll, he'll be taking these players yeah. through to the first team yeah. just like Peter, Peter Bosch has yeah. and um, he's responsible for the likes of De Ligt, yeah. and mm-hmm. making that quick jump to the, the starting eleven. and yeah, yeah he, he's going to know his players inside out and it'll be hopefully a, a very quick introduction to the season and yeah very tight squad hopefully
1: yeah i think uh, i think they'll prepare properly and um i I don't think it will be a a mash of uh, players i think they'll deliberately search who they want and try to find who they want and uh, hopefully become stronger
0: Mm. but as usual there's gaps to fill david class was a big departure we expected that didn't we
1: yes well it was apparent that he was going to leave yeah only the destination was unknown yeah i myself Uh, Everton is a good solid English club that Mm. has to be said but he was also um linked with Villarreal and Napoli and from my point did he make the right choice no 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 i'm not trying to offend any Everton supporters here Uh it's a good solid English club you can understand why he's gone with the Dutch um with the Dutch link with Ronald Koeman that will help him in 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 terms of communication he said that himself Mm. but uh, when Napoli was linked Okay, I'm not Davy Clarkson but I would have gone there because mm-hmm. it, then you would have shown in, a, in an up-and-coming league, league Syria, which is getting even stronger. I mean, it, it, well, it's not too far off the days when it in the mid '90s when it used to be a, a shining light. I'm convinced that will happen again with Syria in the future, personally. But uh, mm-hmm. um, I think Clasen will, he will take time to find his feet. Mm. I can't see him scoring many many goals in quick succession i think he'll score goals over the course of the season so
0: think he could be a regular
1: not in the beginning but over the course of the season yes
0: because mm, they paid a lot of money you think he'll yeah. get some games yeah. I, I, I can think of a comparison here with And he's when he took gratiano away from final to southampton i thought he wouldn't be able to make that step we always know how it goes with a yeah. strikers it's hit or miss yeah. but he took Pello and i didn't think he had the quality yeah. for the top level of the premier league but it turns out he did, yeah. um, and I think he could do something similar with Klaarsson. I'm not, at the moment I still think this will be a level too high yeah. for a player like and um, He did great in the Europa League, but it's, it's the, the, the things he offers. You know, if others, don't, for me, only a limited amount of skills, yeah. a, a narrow skill range that may not be the best equipped for the Premier League. He's just got physicality, hasn't he? Yeah. But it's um, things to come around with it, he's a bit, maybe a bit one-dimensional.
1: Haps. One thing he is going to need is speed. That's yeah, that's, that's his one main thing issue. he's going mm. to. I think in certain games, mm-hmm. with um, with the backlog of games and with the coming thick and fast, he's going to really need to up that speed and up that tempo.
0: Mm. Yeah. Um, do you think that Ajax will need to make any more signings then? Because we've we've seen that Haps is on his possibly on his way. Van Leer is going to be a backup goalkeeper mm. after Didik Boas' departure. What else is going to happen? Do you think?
1: Um, I w- would be surprised if they didn't make a, a beeline for Sam Larson from vain. I think he may well be. Um, I think he may well be uh, be eyed by Ajax. Mm. But um, I think in the case of Kaiser, he's going to look at the youth that he brought in at Young Ajax last season, and yeah. he's going to he's going to study that properly. Mm. This is an opportunity for Kaiser to right the uh, uh, the wrongs and the naysayers at Cambuur Raden. Mm. And I just can see him taking his time. There's no, there's no need for him to, to, uh, to sign a stellar, la- stellar name within the first couple of weeks. Yeah. I can see him taking his time and getting things, uh, trying to get things right.
0: Okay. Um, I was interested in your point about um, Sam Larson for Ajax. But I, I think it could perhaps be a, pa- a backward step back to when De Boer was in charge, where he would sign these players who were um, not top level, but reaching a good age to move away from the ODBZ, but then cool. going to a top club and actually did that a few times. Isn't that a bit of a backward step because there's not much potential you can squeeze out of these kind of players?
1: I think uh, I think Sam Larson has got another season in him where he's got, he wants to show mm. what he's made of. He had flits of a good season last season. But, but he's not Hakim Zia? No, no, but good players can play together. Mm. And I think they would complement each other quite well.
0: Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Um, I think we should be aware of my acts. There's um, been some happenings elsewhere in the O-Divisie. Uh a key one perhaps would be Boetius' return to Feyenoord. In my opinion, not the best signing. I think they could have found a better replacement for Elia because he, he had a stellar, a stellar season last time out. Um, but Boetius hasn't had the best time with the likes of Basel, nor Hent. was it Henk? Hent?
1: Um, I'm not entirely sure. I think it might like, who be. Who knows the difference between those two clubs uh, sometimes? I think it might be Henk. I think. Okay. But, uh yeah, we're blue yeah I mean obviously he's, t- he's known for his time at Basel mm. you can understand why players go to Basel the opportunity to win a league title yep. the opportunity to play Champions League or European football mm. and he's coming back now not necessarily a better player but mm. he'll have something to offer finals
0: but his only good season seemed to be that one where it was his breakout season yeah. and since then it just hasn't built on it no
1: I, I think it, he found himself in Basel in a maybe managers that were um, preferring yeah. different players yeah. and um, maybe he found himself uh, along the sidelines where the opportunity didn't really arise to, to to kick on and develop even more to become yeah. a better player at Basel.
0: And why has he gone back to final though? Security. I
1: think he's gone back for security. Yeah. I think in the case of certain players that return to the Eredivisie Like Lex Immers, for Mm. personal reasons, has decided to leave uh, Cardiff City and return to the Netherlands. That could also be a reason. Personal reasons, security, better Mm. the devil you know than the devil you don't. Mm. And that could also play a part.
0: Mm. We have seen the likes of um, Bexwala and Adakles getting some new players. Um, But there's been a big departure from Vitesse. Now they're preparing for the Europa League season, as well as a challenge, perhaps, for the top three, if they feel up for it, if they can get some good players in. Um, a key departure was Ricky Van Volswinkel. I was so shocked when he left.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too. Especially for the destination. Mm. But it gives Ricky Van Volswinkel the opportunity to win a league title. Yeah. And he's a very, very competent striker. Yeah. I mean, to score 20 times in 34 appearances mm. last season, to score those goals in the final, to win, be tested their first trophy in 125 years. Mm. He's a very good striker. Mm. I wrote a piece on the Football Anho site about his eclectic career is now rolling on to the next destination mm-hmm. I think he'll do well at Basel I mm-hmm. think he'll win a league title I think he'll score goals in Europe I think he'll be as yeah. uh, as useful for Basel as he was for Vitesse yeah.
0: yeah he was a very good player but it's a shame to see that that sort of um, passionate spine of a team is, will break up the yeah. already gone yeah. from midfield. he's to, heading off to Belgium yeah um, Lewis, Baker, think was gone.
1: Lewis Baker leaving as well yeah uh, he's had a fantastic season and I think Lewis Baker has been a shining light for British players that want to show what they can do abroad he's won a a significant trophy at the age of 19 he's won a Dutch Mm. Cup Mm. there's players that go through their career they don't win a sausage Mm. and he's won won an important trophy so I think uh, I think Baker will feel uh, will leave a hole behind
0: him yeah now we did have some questions um, about the Eredivisie and I can pull one up here about RZ if I can find it um, yeah, so Van den Bollom, the outside manager, says that they won't be doing any business this summer because he's happy with this squad. Uh, where can you see him finishing? This is from Callum. Um,
1: I know it's still very early with pre season. Uh, I can see, I said, finishing maybe top six, possibly maybe even t- uh, top eight. I stated before on the podcast many, many months ago. I believe that Van den Brom is extremely lucky to have received his contract extension. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that I said didn't really want to push the boat and look for potential successes mm. has really helped him. Yeah. And I think he's, um, I know it's still premature, but I think Van den Brom, along with Philip Coccu at PSV, is going to have a very, very pressure ride season. Mm. Where they go, they're both going to have to deliver yeah. in order to stay in their respective jobs.
0: It's a, a brave stance by said, isn't it? The way they've sort of said, if you want our players, We've got to pay up. Yes. But it's like that I don't think they're going to keep hold of their best players. There are a couple that could leave Johan Bach, perhaps, the name too. Um, And so far, only goalkeepers come in to really try and stabilise the back four, and we just suffered quite a few problems last season. Um, And the likes of Lucassen as well. He also wants to leave.
1: They've invested heavily in youth, I said, with their youth complex. They invested so much money in that, and that will bear fruit over time. But I believe, uh, Michael, that will only bear fruit with the right manager. Yeah. And with Van den with when he was at Anderlecht and the pressure was too much and he buckled under that. uh, He does have qualities, Van den Broen, but um, I I can't see, I said, pushing on with him as Mm. well as selling uh, some of their best players in the summer. Mm. So I think uh, a premature prediction would be top six at the moment for next season.
0: It's interesting with RZ. Um, I, I saw something on Twitter and it was about it's saying how the, how, how fans, especially new ones yeah. to RZ, um perhaps I fit in this category because I've only been watching RZ for six, seven years maybe. Yeah. Um, and maybe I'm getting a bit fickle because I'm I wasn't one of the true RZ supporters, you know, that when years ago they weren't that good a team. I suppose you could say they weren't yeah. fighting up there. But that title win yeah. they had not too long ago, that's really raised expectations of supporters. Yeah. Expecting more. Um, do you think it's fair then that people call for van der Brom's head? Because what did they do last season? They finished um, fifth yeah. in the Eredivisie. Yeah. Um, oh no, sixth, shall I say. Yeah. Sixth, and they got to the Europa League uh, last first two. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, they got demolished by Lyon. Yes. But they were in the Europa League knockout stages. The cup, cup final, what more do fans want?
1: I think Van der Blom made a rod for his own back with comments over the course of the season. I mean, mm. I, I translated the uh, interview he, did, he gave on the, last, on the final day where they, they kind of let European football slide and Utilek come back to win and he was saying about, mm. oh, you know, these, these things can happen, I'm very proud of my team, this and that. Paying a little bit of lip service, if that was a manager yeah. that had a bit more oomph, oh yeah that it let, would have been that, that yeah. would have been that we have let a chance go today as well as utrecht the fighting back we we kind of let ourselves yeah. down a little bit i think with his comments he's made a bit of a rod for his own back yeah. you would hope that rz should get to the to the point where they maybe think of a new, of a new uh, about a new manager van der brome has a contract until 2019 and as i say he does have qualities Mm. but I, I think the club and the manager in my personal opinion yeah. michael has run its course
0: yeah no i i agree um to be honest with you um but then again maybe i'm fickle um we have another question about psv here um about their transfer dealings again from callum uh, can psv um can they get their early title back with herving lozano now he's signed up very good player by the looks of it
1: If it's a good start to start. I stated on our previous pod that we had with Ciaka and, uh, and Michael a few months ago that the transfer market in particular for PSV this summer is going to be of huge significance. Uh, it's a good start. Mm. Um, I think if PSV buy well and buy diligently in the places they need to buy um, they will be fighting with Ajax for the title and possibly maybe final, depending on how distracted they might get at Europe, uh, uh, in Europe.
0: Yeah. I think the likes of Vitesse, for example, in Europe might hinder them in the top three challenge. I, I had them as maybe an outsider for that, and like as well. If they can get to the European group stages, maybe it might be a hinder on their season, because there's a chance here, I think, for Vitesse and Utek to actually catch up the top
1: three yes. perhaps this season. Yeah. But to close the gap close the They both did a wonderful job last season. Mm. They both did a wonderful, wonderful job last yeah. season. But y- it could also be Vitessa if they're drawn against the likes of Olympic Marseille, mm. Stenison-Pedinsburg, yeah. Arsenal, a, a, tough bit, group a, be bit, drawn. a bit rabbit in headlights of, mm. you know, uh, a stadium of 60,000 people, <laughs> a, a massive European name in, uh, in uh, Arsenal and Marseille and a, 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 a well-respected Russian club in stenison Petersburg, for example, mm. um, they could become a little bit starstruck.
0: Yeah, um, that's a good point. Um, and just to sort of close off, I had a little chat about the Eredivisie. Uh, why, why are so many Dutch players moving to Turkey is a question from Alex now I just want to edit that question slightly perhaps because not just Turkey is it I think I've seen quite a lot of players go to the MLS recently yeah. and I'd argue that's because of, of wages the mm-hmm. Dutch league can't can't afford wages that the likes of Turkey and MLS can, can offer um, the MLS I should call it MLS <laughs> i get Americans on my back yeah. um,
1: but Major League Soccer
0: Major League Soccer <laughs> Soccer <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, there's players that are going there and they don't have to be their, um, how could I call it, their, their, the player, that st- you know, the one that they pay extra to? Yeah. Um, they don't have to be that player because they can still offer them more money yeah. and still be one of their members of their squad. Yeah. They're paying them more money, is my opinion. What about yours, James? Um, I
1: think lifestyle is uh, is also a factor.
0: Turkey? Um, yeah, the America, yes.
1: Yes. Well, b- both, I think. I mean, I mean but the Turkish league as well, I mean if you look at Fenerbahce, if you look at their buying policy so far this summer, it's mm. really impressive. Mm. To buy Dirao from Monaco is so consistent, it's unbelievable. Mm. To, to buy Falbuena who is, has such an engine on him, it's unreal. Their buying policy, Fenerbahce, in my opinion is extremely impressive. Mm. And you can understand why Van Persie has gone there, you can understand why Simon Kier has gone there. It's not a, it's not a poor league. If you win that league, it's a feather in your cap if you win it. Mm. Like in the case of Dele Kelp when he also won mm. it. You can. The opportunity to, to leave the Netherlands doesn't come a, along every day of the no. week. And more importantly, it's not put away for every single player that ever plays professional football he, here in the Netherlands. So mm. I think it's also a lifestyle choice as well as money in a combination. And I think yeah. in, in the case of Turkey, it's a league which is certainly not poor. It has something to offer. And when you have games such as Fenerbahce, Besiktas, mm. uh, Galatasaray, Bashashir, who Elia signed for, mm. the, the, the competition Sport, playing European football. Yeah. This is a, a remote um, destination which nobody had hardly heard of uh, in recent years and yeah. they've managed to win their, win their way through to the Europa League group phase. So it's, yeah. a, it's definitely an up and coming league and it's yeah. gaining... Uh, can it give you more uh, notoriety?
0: It reminds me of when the, the Ukrainian league rose to prominence. Um, perhaps not so much nowadays, but yeah. you saw mid-table teams really going for it and yeah. buying players that were probably worth quite a bit of money. M-
1: Metalist Kharkiv, for example. I That's remember, a example, I remember yeah. accompanying a friend to watch uh, RZ against uh, Metalist Kharkiv. I, yeah. I think it was in two thousand and twelve. I think it was, and yeah, that was uh, was interesting to see.
0: Yeah. Um, I think a good starting point for our conversation over the national team could be brought about with the question here with simply what are our chances against France? What are the chances that the Netherlands can beat France in qualifying later this summer because they've got to win?
1: My personal prediction Michael is I give them a 25% chance mm-hmm. because you've got home advantage, you've got Pogba, you've got Griezmann, you've got Loris, you've got Encante, you've got a, a home crowd that um, are really, really passionate. Mm. If this game was being played in Amsterdam, I would give the Netherlands more of a chance, but if not, it's being played in Paris. Mm. And I just think that France, especially with their surprise defeat to Stockholm, uh, to Sweden in Mm -hmm. uh, Solna, sorry. um, I think they're going to have the bit between their teeth and they're going to really want to show what they're all about.
0: Yeah, Um, they they really want to get their payback, I suppose. Mm. And um, that's tricky because even a draw, even a draw for, for france would, would put them in a good no. position and the netherlands not no um so what, what would happen then well, if they lose
1: i think if they lose the, the, um, the negativity or negativity will return again yeah. not that it's completely gone away because it's not disappeared mm. but it's been dumbed down because an appointment has been made at uh, international uh, level mm. um looking ahead a little bit at the risk of getting ahead of ourselves i think the home match against sweden in october I can't see them winning that game. Really? I can't see that win- I can't see them winning that game. I think that's going to be a lot more difficult than what people uh, go, uh, think it's going to be. Mm. So uh, they have to take one game at a time, mm. and um, yeah, I, I, just, I just think with home advantage, I think uh, I think France will show what they're all about.
0: Yeah. See, I'm of the opinion that they can beat Sweden at home, but it, it largely depends, of course, what what the fate is. Because yeah. if they're still on a chance of qualifying, I think they can go on and win that. Yeah. Um, but, you yeah, know, if, if they're already in a position that's looking a bit grim for qualifying, then it could end up in a bit of a disaster once yeah. more for Netherlands. And then what happens then? You're going to have the likes of Robin Schneider yeah. passing on that generation again. Yeah. Who's left? There's no sterling older players to really hold up the squad.
1: If No disrespect to Advocat, he's a wonderfully experienced manager. Mm. But I keep going back to the point I made on our previous podcast with the national team. If you had a Koeman in charge, he could make something of that mm. squad. Might not necessarily be uh, an absolutely wonderful squad, but it would compete. Mm. It would know its limits and it would compete. Yeah. Uh, Advocat will also get a certain level out of that squad, mm. but he will get a reaction out of that squad. But if you're yeah. looking mid to long term, yeah. if you had a Koeman in charge, mm. you could look towards the future and yeah. have more confidence. And at the yeah. moment, that's not the case.
0: And you can see with Koeman as well in the past, he's helped bring that youth through. Yeah, He's one of those good Dutch managers that will trust his, his academy, and his younger players.
1: But Everton supporters are not going to like me and they please, please, please Everton fans, please don't take it personally. But if Koeman was to have a difficult um, period of the season in the Premier League, yeah. where money has been heavily invested, yeah, or if he was to be uh, approached by another team,
0: mm. Um, we all know how his commitment is. Exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, in the past, I mean, he started out here at Vitessa. Mm. Uh, he was announced as the Ajax manager in back December. Mm. So if a season is is beginning in August yeah. and everything going so quickly, yeah. uh, and then um, and then being announced as Ajax manager, we all know that when he receives an offer, mm. if the offer is substantial, not in terms of financial gain, but also the club. Yeah. That, that that's it so uh, yeah. um if with the uh from Brokelen, uh stepping down mm. and a, a new board coming in I hope they have a bit more ambition than the last one
0: yeah um I, I agree with a difficult period for Kriman perhaps because he's had a season he's going to invest lots yeah. this summer if it all goes wrong for him by Christmas yeah yeah it's going it to be go- tough
1: if it all goes wrong by Christmas and the kind of bay have a bit of ambition yeah you could have a match made in heaven, yeah.
0: but who's? Is this the, Advocate who's, though?
1: Yeah, I, I think Advocate once the qualifying once the qualifying is finished, Advocate will mm. will say his goodbyes. Mm. I mean, he's sixty nine years of age. He's also got to enjoy his retirement. Mm. You got to enjoy. Mm. You got to enjoy life.
0: Well, he said he was going to retire once or twice already. Let's yeah, let's remember. But
1: <laughs> in, in, in the current climate, with even saying that i'm going to finish the qualification and then uh, and then that be that yeah. in football so, you never know so. no you never know that's uh, absolutely correct you never know
0: let's dream a little bit let's pretend they beat france they beat sweden yeah they qualify yeah do they have a chance realistically it depends on the group it does depend on the depends
1: group on the, it depends on the group if one thing Gaal did when he was manager in 2014 he got them playing above their level playing yeah. against it was spain. fantastic wasn't it Chi- the spain result the 5-1 was a tremendous oh, result yes. but what i found even more impressive was the f- the win against Ch- uh, uh chile and the way they dismantled that chile side which had was was on so much form and with their um, copper america exploits i found the chile um, mm. result extremely impressive and um, I'm not entirely sure. Advocat, with his experience back in '94, mm. a long, long, long time ago now, yeah. uh, could he bring the same? Uh, could he bring the same oomph to a tournament? Yeah. Could he uh, get the jovial atmosphere to, yeah. to really want to go for it? But uh, I think we have to take one game at a time and, and look ahead to um, uh, to
0: France at the end of August. Yeah, we'd all have a party, wouldn't we? Yes, yeah, certainly sort of would. It'd <laughs> be
1: interesting, uh, especially here in Amsterdam. The uh, at international tournaments, they suffered in two thousand and sixteen because there wasn't there. Mm. Even local supermarkets buying specific uh, specific food for street parties and things, they wasn't able to really do it. But um, mm. they um, they definitely enjoy their main tournaments when they reach them, and they're, they're licking their lips at the opportunity of uh, the first one since uh, two thousand and fourteen with a bit of luck.
0: Mm. It would be great, wouldn't it? It would be. James, cheers you're more
1: than welcome <laughs> thank you very much look forward to the next podcast um, yeah. also to let um, listeners know you can um, you can follow us on footballanye.com you can also tweet us at me with James o N L and you can also tweet at C Mike with uh, Michael will have upcoming predictions coming for the coming season I'm sure w- our opinions might differ but of course yeah. he's the he's the man of the predictions so uh, I'll uh, I'll to send him a message to say yeah uh, I'm um, not entirely sure about this one but it uh, be a very intre- a very, uh, very interesting season ahead.
0: Yeah we've got lots planned on our website so yep. stay tuned. Stay tuned. If you're listening on, on YouTube subscribe, yep. don't forget to like, comment below any questions you've got for us in future. Yeah any um, podcast
1: questions that you might have please be aware we have interviews lined up at potential clubs oh yes. and we will try to be ambitious as we can in terms of potential candidates so hopefully yep. we'll have a, a few surprises al- along yep. the way.
0: Surprises are plenty hopefully this summer. Yes.